everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. That's the church. That's, are you the church? If you know Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life, you're the church. But that's what we're called to do. That's who we're called to be, not pupitators. Once, once we are blessed, once we know about Christ, once people have invested in us, now what happens is it's our turn to invest in other people and to be able to work with the family, to be able to be another voice and partner with our family. And that's what we do in Next Gen. Jaden is living it out, living it out. He's setting the example for people who are much older than he. Y'all okay? Who haven't gotten it yet. They think that the church is coming and setting in rows. And at such an early age, he realizes it's not about setting in rows. It's about giving your life away. It's about investing in other people. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That word church we've learned in this series is ecclesia, which is called out ones. Jaden is a called out ones. Now to go and to take up the interest and the issues of other people. That's the church. And so we're concluding a series today called The Church Keeping It Real. And I want to talk to you about the message of the church today because it's a family. It's a family. John Calvin said this, and I shared this with you a few weeks ago. The task of the church is to make the invisible kingdom visible. We do that by living in such a way, Jaden, that we bear witness to the reality of the kingship of Christ in our jobs our families, our schools, and even our checkbooks. He's paying for young people to go to camp. Y'all right? Because God in Christ is king over every one of these spheres of life. Wow. The only way the kingdom of God is going to be manifested in this world before Christ comes is if we manifest it by the way in which we live as citizens of heaven and subjects of the king. He says that that we are to make the invisible kingdom visible. What's the kingdom of God? Well, Paul tells us this. He says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so righteousness, we're to teach people how to be in right relationship with God and with one another. Peace, this word peace here is not an absence of conflict. It is a condition of the mind and the heart that gives calmness, clarity, and confidence that only comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then joy, joy of the Holy Spirit, that's a confidence. That's, That's a confidence to be able to face life and to be able to do life. And we are made complete, we are made whole in Christ Jesus. And so we have righteousness, right relationships. We have peace, a sense of calmness and clarity, and we have joy. We have confidence. Now, here's what we need to understand. The whole reason 
that the universe exists is because God wanted a family. He wanted kids. He didn't need us, but he wanted us. And Paul talks about that when he writes to the church in Ephesus. Here's what he says. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. So listen to me, okay? God didn't save you to keep you out of hell. See, that's been the message of the church, right? You don't want to die and go to hell, do you? So we try to scare the hell out of people. How's that working? Huh? It doesn't work. God sent his one and only son because he wanted a family. He wanted kids. He goes on to say this. He says, this is what he wanted to do. And it gave him what? Great pleasure. And being a part of God's family is not automatic. It's a step of faith of where you and I put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life. And he gives you the freedom. He gives you the choice whether you will be in his family or not. And that's the message of the church. God wants a family. He wants sons and he wants daughters. And you might say, what is the family? Well, he tells Timothy this, the family is the church of the living God the support and the foundation of truth. And so God's family is the church, ecclesia. It's the called out ones. And he gives us the church to be the foundation of truth. And so he's not about rituals. He's not about regulations. He's not about religion. He's not about rules. He's about a relationship that he wants with you and me. And the church is there to be a foundation, to be a support, to be the truth. And if you don't have a good foundation, if you don't have a place that you can run to, to hear about the truth, then when the earthquakes of life comes and they will come, financial, health, relationships, all of these will come and they will shake your life. If you don't have that foundation, if you don't have that truth to run to, then you will fall apart but God has given us the church, a family where we can run to when all hell breaks loose, when the world comes unraveled, when there's earthquakes in our life. And so we are the children of God. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And God wants you to belong to his family. And that's why he sent Jesus Christ. He wants you to experience life and life to the fullest. He wants you to learn to love real people in real ways that gets the attention of those around you in spite of their faults, in spite of their flaws, all of that. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. That's quantity and quality. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to what? To save it. And so what you and I need to realize is this. God wants you in his family. Have you ever experienced this growing up? You've seen somebody else's family and you said, I wish I had their daddy. I wish I was a part of their family. Do you know it doesn't matter what family you grew up in? God does not want you to get your identity from your physical family. He doesn't want me to be known as the Masons. You know what he wants me to be known as? A child of God. And he invites all of us. He doesn't want you to get your identity from your family. He wants you to get your identity from him. 
and the family that he has created for you and me. He just used your parents to be able to bring you into this world so that ultimately you could experience the family that he has for you. And so what does he want you to do? What is it that he wants you to know? He, listen, this is the message of the church. He wants you to know him as father, as father. I realize that when I say father, it conjures up all kinds of different emotions. In the Old Testament, it was only used seven times. But when Jesus came to earth, Jesus used the word father 150 times. 150 times he used the word father because in the Old Testament, God was referred to as God. God was referred to as creator. God was referred to as the judge. And Jesus is saying, you know what? I wanna give you a picture of who God really is because the disciples asked him, how should we pray? And Jesus said, you know what? You should pray in this way. Our father, which art in heaven. Now, I realize that when we say Father, this is why we have to be very intentional in what I'm talking about today because what happens is when you hear the word Father for some of us, we think, well, he's aloof, he's indifferent, he's angry, he's a killjoy, he's distant. And yet that's not true. This Father, okay, is personal and he wants a relationship with you more than you want a relationship with him. The problem is that many people have grown up, okay, with fathers who are aloof and indifferent. And none of our fathers are perfect. I didn't have a perfect father. He was flawed. I'm not a perfect father to my kids. I've taught my kids what I'm teaching you today because I told them, I said, you know what? I, I'm a father who will let you down. As, as hard as I try, as intentional as I wanna be, I will not be as consistent as you need me to be in your life. And so because of that, many times we have a hard time connecting to our heavenly father because we've had a hard time connecting to our earthly father. You all okay? And that's, that's why Satan will use your relationships here on earth to distract and discourage and defeat you. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. You really wanna know what the father's like? Look at me. And so Paul, the apostle, realized this. He realized that, you know what, none of us have perfect earthly fathers, that all of us have had struggles with our earthly fathers. You say, do your kids struggle with you? Yeah, I'm sure they do, because I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. I didn't get it right all the time. Somebody asked me on staff, what's one of your regrets? I said, I wish I would have been a better father. Why? Because I know I don't get it right all the time. And I've tried to point my kids, you know what, I wanna point you to the perfect father who will never let you down, who's consistent and constant in all that he does. And Paul gives us this idea that we should be very intentional to get to know God as our father. Here's what he writes to the church in Philippi. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, who, God the father, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Wow. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Why? Why is Paul saying, I am determined to know him in an intimate way? Because your view of God is the most important thing about you. It's the most important thing about you. The reason why so many of us struggle in life is because we don't know God intimately. 
We've kept him at arm's length because we think that he's aloof. We think that he's indifferent. We think that he doesn't care. And that's a lie. And Paul echoes these words. He says, my determined purpose is that I may know him. Why? Because it's the key to life. It's the key to life. And so what I wanna do, I wanna share with you the message of the church today because if you can get it from here to here, it will transform your life. And then what happens is you will become contagious and then you will be a messenger to your family, your friends, that it's much, 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 much more than just escaping hell. It's joining a family, a family that you've never had, a father that we've never had. And so what is this father like? Let me help you with that, okay? This father is caring. And this is huge because we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. Many, many times I've been asked from people, does God really care? Does God know about the doctor's report that I just got? Does God know that my marriage is in trouble? Does God know that my kid is struggling? Does God know that I'm battling anxiety and fear and it's crippling me? And do you care? And the answer is absolutely he cares. He knows and he cares. Listen, don't listen to any other lie. God knows all that you are going through, all that you're experiencing with. Here's what the psalmist writes. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who honor him. He cares more than what you know. And he wants to help you. He wants you to know that he's there to help you. And so this God who wants to be our father, this is the message of the church. He wants you to be a part of his family, is a caring father, but he's more than just a caring father, okay? He wants you to cast all of your anxiety and all of your care upon him. If you, listen, if you knew how much your heavenly father constantly and consistently cares about you, and he watches over you, it would blow you away. You would run to him. And so he is a caring father. Secondly is this, he's not only a caring father, he's a consistent father. When everything is changing in your life, he never changes. And it's important to know that God is consistent. You say, Dwight, were you, were, were you consistent with your kids? No, I'm fickle. I tried to be. But no, but he is, he can be counted on. He's reliable, he's trustworthy, he's never too busy, he is consistent. James, the brother, half-brother of Jesus wrote this. He says, every good and perfect gift is from the Father who does not what? Change like shifting shadows. You know, human fathers are often unpredictable. Would you agree with me? I don't know if I'm gonna get hugged, I don't know if I'm gonna get slugged. I, I, I don't know if he's going to receive me. I don't know if he's going to reject me. I just don't know what dad is going to be like today. Not so with our heavenly father. God is not moody. One of the things you can count on is God always, always loves you and I in the same way. His feelings towards you and me are always the same. Paul tells Timothy, he says, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. Why? Because you're his kid. And so you need something stable. 
You need something secure as you go through life because life is filled with all kinds of changes. And when you know that you have a father, when you know that you have a leader that is consistent, he can help you through life's ever change. And so he's caring, he's consisting, okay, a consistent, but he's more than that. Here's, here's the third thing that he is, okay? Let's go to the next one. He is close. He is close. He's as close as the mention of his name. He's not aloof. Bette Midler got it all wrong. He's not from a distance. He is right here, right now. Don't let your feelings lie to you. You might feel that he's far away. It's not true. He's right here. He cares about you. He loves you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Paul, Luke writes about what Paul was saying. The God who made the world and everything in it, he doesn't play hide and seek. Can you come back at another time? I'm busy. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He is near. He's never, ever, listen to me. He's never, ever too busy for you. This is the message that you and I have the opportunity to have a relationship with a father who's caring, who's consistent, who's close. The psalmist says it like this. The psalmist says, he is near to all who call on him. And so you and I have this father that is caring, that is consistent, that is close, and that is competent. Do you know he's competent? He can handle any problem that you give him. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing is too big and nothing is too small. Luke records it this way. Nothing is impossible for God. Wow. My kids learned very young that I couldn't do everything. I started out as the dad who could do everything. You know, my dad can beat up your dad. My dad can do anything. And it didn't take them very long to realize that their dad was limited in multiple and many different ways. The father that we have through Jesus Christ is not limited in any ways. He's competent in everything. He's wise in every way. Paul writes it like this. God is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Wow. See, listen, it doesn't take very long for your kids to realize that you are limited in multiple different ways. So what do we do? We point them to our heavenly father, the one who is not limited in any way at all. And so let me ask you a question today. Do you know this father? Not about him. Do you know him? Do you know him as daddy? As daddy? The one who's caring? the one who is consistent, the one who is competent, the one who is close, do you know him? You see, what happens is this is the message that we have because you know what they say, about, listen, you know what they say about America today? We live in a fatherless society and that's why there's chaos, confusion, and all kinds of conflict. That we live in a fatherless society. And so as fathers, listen, you ought to go to the father-daughter date night. I'm telling you, you need to, because even in our incomplete way, we need to point our daughters and our kids to our heavenly father who is perfect in all of his ways. You see, Jesus said it like this. He says, don't worry about everyday life. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. These things dominate the life of what? Unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows what? 
already knows all your needs. So why should I worry? Why should I be anxious? Why should I be fearful when I have a God, a Father who is caring, who is close, who is competent, who is consistent? Why? Because I don't know him that well. And you have settled for a ticket to get you out of hell instead of for a father who's perfect in all of his ways. Y'all okay? Do you know anybody who needs a father? Absolutely. All your coworkers do. Your neighbors do. Everybody needs a competent father because we don't have one. One that's consistent, one that's caring. That's the message of the church. Hey, I want to introduce you to a father that you've never had. And he loves you and he wants you to be his son. He wants you to be his daughter. And then once we're able to convey that, we help them understand how this father sees them. How how's this father sees them as a son or a daughter? Because when God looks at you and I, once we've accepted Christ, he sees you as a child of God. And how does he see us? Let me give you some ways, okay? First, as accepted. He accepts you. Wow. You know what? We'll do anything to get accepted, won't we? And the fact of the matter is most of us struggle with accepting ourselves. So we spend most of our life trying to find acceptance through people. How's that working for you? You're getting manipulated. You're getting controlled by other people because you will do things that you thought you would never do just to earn their acceptance. And the good news is, listen, the good news is, is that God accepts you. That which you long for, he accepts you. Look at what Paul writes. Paul says, accept one another then just as what? Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. You know what God says? God the Father says, hey, when you join my family, I not only accept you, but I'm calling you to accept one another just as I've accepted you. Wow. God sees you as accepted. God, Listen, it's freedom. I'm telling you, it is so free not to have to please people. Unbelievable. Your anxiety goes down, your stress goes down, your joy and your peace goes up. Y'all okay? He sees me as accepted. He sees me as valuable, as valuable. I'm valuable. Not because I pastor a church. I'm valuable because I'm his kid. I'm his kid. You know, how do you know how valuable something is? Two ways. Who owns it? And how much did they pay for it? Look what Paul says here. You have been bought and paid for by Christ, so you belong to him. Hey, hey, listen, I just want you to know I'm valuable. And it has nothing to do with me being a pastor. You see, I was paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, not with silver and gold. Y'all right? I'm valuable, man. I'm way, and he didn't get me on a blue light special. He didn't get me with a coupon for Kohl's. 30% off. No, he paid the full price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And I am valuable. And you are too. Do you see yourself that way? That's the message of the church. You're accepted. You're valuable. Guess what? You're unconditionally loved. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you. I don't have to perform anymore. You're not judging me by my behavior because you're not fickle. You just love me because That's who you are. And nobody, listen, nobody loves me like 
God does. My mother didn't love me that way. And she loved me. I'm telling you, she loved me. She would do all kinds of things for me. I got a wife who loves me, but she doesn't love me like my father in heaven does. He loves me consistently and constantly. And I need that. You know why? Because that makes me secure. Jeremiah puts it this way. I have loved you with an everlasting love. With unfailing love have I drawn you to myself. That's why I love Jesus. Because you know what? He loves me on my good days, my bad days, all of that. And no matter how much people love one another, we always fail in one another's life, don't we? That's why we're so disappointed with one another. Because you're expecting your husband, you're expecting your wife, you're expecting your mom, you're expecting your dad, you're expecting people in your life to love you in a way that only your heavenly father can love you. And so your life is one big disappointment. People just disappoint me, Dwight. (laughs) Y'all okay? You know why? Because you're looking for something from them that they can't give you. They're messed up. They're flawed. They're imperfect. They can love you, but not consistently, not unconditionally. Only our Father in heaven. This is the message of the church. Guess what? I got some more good news. You're forgiven. As a child of God, you're forgiven. Even what you did on spring break, you're forgiven. You're you're forgiven for what you did in your marriage that wrecked it, that led to a divorce. You're forgiven. You're forgiven of every sin through Jesus Christ. Can you think of that? We could clear out the hospitals today if people could just get this. Paul writes it in this way. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. With Listen, without the forgiveness of our heavenly father, we live in guilt and we live in shame. But with the forgiveness of our heavenly father, guess what? We live in freedom. We live in peace. We live in joy. And it is his nature to forgive. It's his nature. He's intentional and he forgives completely. He removes it as far as the east is from the west. And so as a son or a daughter, I'm forgiven, which leads me to this. I'm complete. Do you know that I'm enough? Now, you may look at me and may not think that way, but you're not my father. But I'm enough. I'm complete. I, I don't need to do one thing to make people think that I'm enough or to be enough. Some of us, what we're struggling with is we never think that we're enough. And yet, look at what Paul says. Paul says, in Christ, you are what? Complete. Stop striving. Stop performing. You're enough in Christ. You are complete. You are whole. You're not a fifth wheel. You're whole. You're complete. Let me give you this last one. You're capable. Oh, my lands, you're capable. Do you know that you're capable? You're capable to handle anything and everything in life. You know why? Because you have a heavenly father who is competent, who will walk with you, who will empower you, who will equip you, who will, who will lead you to do everything that life throws at you. you listen, listen, listen to me. You shouldn't be inferior to anyone. You ready for this? No one should walk in the room and intimidate you. No one. Why? Because you're a son of the living God. You're a daughter of the living God. I don't care who it is. No one should intimidate you. You should not feel inferior to anyone. 
No one. You're more than capable. Here's what Paul writes. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Wow. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Whoo! Wow, bring it on, life. Bring it on, 2023. Throw at me whatever you want to. You know what? I'm more than capable. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Why? Because I've got a heavenly father and I'm his kid. I'm his kid. And I'm a part of his family and we're tight. We're tight. You see, Paul says it like this. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. We come into his family. And this is true for everyone who what? I want you to get this so bad. For everyone who believes, no matter who we are, no matter what you've done, no matter what family you think you grew up on planet earth with, and maybe you're ashamed of, it does not matter. Your identity does not come from your physical family. Your identity comes from your spiritual family. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven. You are complete. You are competent. You are valuable. You are accepted. That's the message of the church. That's our message. And guess what happens when we have this relationship and it goes from here to here? What happens to us? You know what we have? We have a secure love. We're secure. I, listen, listen to me. I don't have to compete with anybody. I'm not competing with anybody. We're not competing with any church. Y'all okay? Because the reason why people compete is for love. I already got all the love I need. The one who knows me best loves me most. And I am totally unconditionally loved. And it's a love I cannot lose. And so I'm secure. I'm secure. Secondly, I've got a significant purpose. Do you know who my daddy is? He's the one who created the heavens and the earth. He's the one who's gifted me. He's the one who gifted you. He has a purpose. He has a plan. He's invited me to be a part of his family, his work, the church. And I have a strong hope. I have a strong hope. Do you know anybody who needs this? Do you know anybody who needs a secure love, a significant purpose, and a strong hope? It all comes by understanding that God is your daddy. God is your father. And we are his kids. We are his kids. So that's the message of the church. It's not turn or burn. Repent! Uh-uh. You have a father who wants to adopt you into his family and he loves you and he wants you to experience secure love, a significant purpose and strong hope. You know what? I can get on board on that. But you know what? You have to know it and you have to experience it before you can pass it. And today, wherever you're at, I want you to know that you have a father. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ. I invite you today to accept Jesus Christ and be adopted into his family. This, this father that you've never had, who's consistent and kind and caring and competent and close, you can have that. And you can be his son. You can be his daughter and be forgiven and be complete and be capable and be accepted and be forgiven of everything. Listen, this is the good news.
This is the good news. This is the message of the church. Y'all right? Hey, come join our family. We got a wonderful daddy. He's perfect in all of his ways. And he loves you. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to save you. Would you pray with me? Right where you're at, you can experience this heavenly father in an incredible, unbelievable way. And I want that for you so bad because that's what you long for. You long for a secure love. You long for a significant purpose. You long for a strong hope in a world that's shaky at best. You want to be a part of a family of where we love one another and we accept one another. and We don't have to perform for one another. We don't have to lie. We don't have to put on a mask. We can come just as we are because that's the family that he has. And my prayer for you is if you don't know this, that you would accept this. And if you do know this, that this would be your message to people that, you know what? God wants to be your daddy. He wants you to be his kid. He wants to take care of you. He wants to love you. And so, Father, we thank you today. It's a family thing. And you've invited us into your family. That's why we are alive. That's why we were born into this world. And though we were born into an imperfect family, you used that imperfect family to position us so that we could be a part of your family and experience you in all of your goodness and greatness and generosity. And God, I pray today for myself and I pray for New Point that this would be our message, that you have a father who deeply loves you and his arms are wide open and he invites you into his family. He wants to love you. He wants to lead you. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.